0: amen amen isn't that a blessing that we have that opportunity to do casting all your care upon him for he he sure does let's all stand to our feet while you got your bibles and turn to hebrews chapter 10 and uh we're going to begin reading in verse number 19 hebrews 10 verse number 19 <clears throat> wasn't it good to be saved amen. i tell you i i thank god i don't know what I would do. I I don't know what I would do without the Lord, but I don't know what I'd do without the Lord's people. I just, I I just don't know what I'd do without them. I thank God that we have, we have an advocate with the Father, but we have an assembly here in the field. Amen. Amen. That'll preach right there. Amen. Amen. I didn't think about that, but that's alliterated already. Amen. (laughs) Hebrews chapter ten and verse nineteen. We've been trying to get through with the book of Hebrews for. Seven years, I think, it seems like we've been in this book on Sunday mornings. But uh, let's try to finish up verse chapter 10 today or get, get a good good chunk knocked out of it. Hebrews 10 and verse number 19, when you get there, say amen. amen. Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus. I can just go right in. Amen. The Old Testament, uh, everything in the book, of, if, you're, if you're new to this book, everything in the hebrews uh the book of hebrews was uh, a a letter written from paul to the hebrews to tell them to quit being hebrews uh they were new christians new believers who were trying or, or or were being persuaded to come back into Judaism or the old way the old way of sacrifice the old way of temple worship and in that in that 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 sliding back Paul is encouraging him. look, where you're at is better than where you was. Yeah. And he is saying, don't go back to the old. You need to stay in the new because the new is a better way. He said, in the old, we had to sit on the outside and just imagine what was on the end. Amen. But in the new, I can just walk right on in to the presence Amen. of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. He said, we have boldness to go into the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way which he hath consecrated for us through the veil, that is to say his flesh, a lot of preaching right there, but I, I got somewhere I need to go, uh, and having a high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water, now, now he's getting down to the nitty-gritty. All oh, the whole time, and in in, in from Hebrews 1 all the way to where we're at right here, uh, he's trying to play the nice guy. He's trying to be as sensitive and tender and as explaining. And, and you know how you do with your children uh, when, you, when, when, when you're trying your best not to have to whoop them? Don't look at me that way. That's what's wrong with our kids now. Amen. I mean, we're trying to explain. We're trying to do everything. We're trying to coax them along. And we're trying to be tender. And we're trying to be nice. And then sometimes they just won't listen. Do I have a witness right there? And you got to get a little more serious with them. Do you all know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, this is where Paul starts to get a little more serious with them. He says, let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering. For he is faithful that promised." Let us consider, what is that profession of faith? That profession in Jesus Christ. See, they were were wavering to go back into the temple worship. They were wavering to go back into Judaism. He said, you don't need to do that. You need to stand fast. You need to hold that position you are. There's no place for retreat in the army of God. He said, we are going forward. We're not going backward. Hold fast that profession of faith. Let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. Now, it's almost whooping time. He's getting on a sure enough serious level now. Are y'all with me? For years, I preached this wrong. For years, I've preached this wrong. For years, and, and Matthew Henry's fault is who it is, because he's wrong in his commentary. And if you've got a Matthew Henry commentary, he's pretty good on some stuff, but he's wrong right here. Amen. Matthew Henry says he's talking about people that are not saved, when he says, if, For if we sin willfully after that we have received the knowledge of the truth, there remains no more sacrifice for sins. And I've always said, that that means that if we sin as far as turn our back on the Holy Spirit, then there's no other way of uh, getting into heaven, uh, but by that way, so that means there's no sacrifice for sins. But that's not what that means. Paul said if... Paul's a saved person. Paul is speaking to saved people. Hello? Now we're going to read some things that might curl your hair if you have any. Say amen. Now watch what this says. If we sin willfully after we have received the knowledge of the truth, there remaineth no more sacrifice for sins, but a certain fearful looking for of judgment and fiery indignation which shall devour the adversaries. Say, oh, that's got to be law. No. He that despised Moses' law died without mercy under two or three witnesses. See, he, now he's explaining things. He's explaining. He said, look, in the Old Testament... There was no sacrifice provided for presumptuous sin. There was a sacrifice provided for those who went out and messed up and did something. There was those provided for those who did things and they didn't even realize they did it. Uh, but, But for those that premeditated, did it with a high hand, knowing willfully that they should not have done it, the only thing provided was execution. Why do you think David cried out like he did in Psalms 51? He cried out with a wail, said, Oh God, please be merciful to me, a sinner. I fall into your merciful hands. Because he knew he had sinned with a high hand. Walking into it knowing what he was doing. And What Paul is saying, if we sin willfully after we have the knowledge of the truth, we walk into it willfully knowing, listen, there's nothing there, and I'll explain that in a minute. Of how much sore, verse 29, of how much sore punishment thought ye worthy, shall he be thought worthy who hath trodden underfoot the Son of God, and hath counted the blood of the covenant wherewith he was sanctified, that he is the same he who is doing the trodden, wherewith he was sanctified an unholy thing, and hath done despite. despite. Under the spirit of what? What a state. I'll get to that in just a minute. For we know him that hath said, Vengeance belongeth unto me. God will never take vengeance on his people. You sure? I will recompense, saith the Lord. And again, here's proof. Matthew Henry's wrong. The Lord shall judge Does the Bible not say that judgment must first start at the house of God? Read it with me, everybody. It is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of a living God. Read it again. It is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of a living God. Dear Heavenly Father, I beg for your mercy. I beg for your anointing. I beg for revival. God, I praise Your holy name in Jesus' name. I pray. All God's people said, "Amen." Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Jonathan Edwards. Jonathan Edwards preached a message that had people holding, Amen. holding the back of pews, sinners in the hands of an angry God. They said people thought that they were falling off into hell, and God used that in a great way. I've been told that they come out of this particular phrase, but that is not—that is not for lost people. I want to—I want to share just a couple of things with you because I'm taking it easy today. I've been instructed, and uh, there's three things I want to—I want to share with you. I want to—I want to share with you number one and number two. And then I want to preach just a few moments on number three. Number one, I want you to see uh, if, you're, if you're taking notes on, on the Christian life, and we have a wonderful Christian life, we have a wonderful Savior, Jesus Amen. Christ. Are you with me this morning? Amen. Don't get all shook up yet till I get to number three. Then we can get all shook up. Amen. Uh, but number one, I want you to see this, write this down. I want you to see the privileges we have as saints the privileges we have as saints, we have, A, we have access. We have access. I don't have to go to a, a person that's got his collar turned around backwards that is called a father and dresses like a mother and tell him my problems. I don't have to, I don't have to say no Hail Marys. I don't have to count beads. I don't have to give no money. I don't have to do anything. The Bible says, I can come boldly into the throne room, say amen. Amen. I have access to God. I have access to mercy. I have access to help. I have access to grace. In the Old Testament economy, they had to sit on the outside looking in. They had to sit on the outside of the veil. And only the high priest could go in only once a year and not without blood. Everybody didn't have access to the presence of God. Everybody didn't have access to glory. But in the New Dispensation, in the New Testament, the Bible said when Jesus died on the cross, the veil... That curtain, that divide, that great divide that kept people from God and God from His people was ripped from the top to the bottom. And now I have access to God. I have access to power. I have access to His presence and His glory and His touch and His his life for me. Say amen. Amen. We have the privilege of access, but not only that, we not only have access, but we do have an advocate. Say amen. amen. I have a man on the inside. Hallelujah. I have somebody that's standing up for me. When the devil stands to accuse me, somebody's standing up for me. Listen, when Stephen was being accused, when Stephen was being stoned, he looked up into heaven and saw Jesus standing on the right hand of the Father. I'm glad somebody will stand by me. Somebody will stand by you. It is a privilege. Not every cult, not every religion has this opportunity. Not everybody can say, I have somebody on the inside that's watching out for me. I have somebody on the inside that's praying for my needs that knows what i need even when i don't know it myself somebody's on the inside for me somebody say amen this morning We have the privilege of an advocate, little children. I pray that you sin not, but if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, which is Jesus Christ, the righteous. He is my redeemer. He is my savior. He is my friend. He's the one that can be touched with the feeling of my infirmities. He knows every pain, every heartache, every sorrow, everything I'll ever feel, and He's on the inside working for me. What a privilege it is to have somebody. We have an advocate with the Father. We have a go-between. I. not standing alone. I'm not standing by myself. Somebody is standing with me. Hallelujah. I feel God in the house this morning. Listen, we have the privilege of access. We have the privilege of an advocate. But now, number two, write this down because I'm not preaching yet. Amen. Number two, we're just talking. Amen. We're talking. We're getting through this. Uh, uh, We see not only the privileges we have, but we, we see a prevention here. Number two. Number two, there is a prevention for backsliding. There is a prevention from getting away from God. There is is a a, 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 a program that God has set up because He knows who we are. Do Do you remember when God said, my people are bent to backsliding? That's just in the nature. I wish I could say I was a good Christian, but I got a nature in me that wants to do wrong. Anybody else with me on the hand? I just, I, 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 I want to do right, and I have a desire and everything, but I have a nature in me that wants to watch the wrong things on the TV. That's why I got a wife that blocks everything for me, and I don't want the code. She ain't going to give me the code. I'm not going to ask for the code. Say amen. Because I have a nature in me, and y'all can look all holier now if you want to, but that's why you're still watching. You need a good wife to block it out for you. I don't, I don't go in video stores. I don't do that. I let Tammy do all that stuff and I, I don't go any places I shouldn't be because I know my nature and I want to protect me. And if you want to try to act like you don't have one, that's why you keep getting in trouble. God knows who we are. He said he knoweth my frame. I'm made out of the dust of the ground. I have a sin nature in me and I've got issues with it on a regular basis and I have to fight it all the time and I'm going to fight it till Jesus comes. But God set some things up for me. Aren't you glad God was looking out for you before you ever got here? So God put some prevention there. What did He say? He said in verse number 23. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for He is faithful that promised. He knew we'd waver. He knew we'd have issues. He knew people would fall out. He knew people would backslide. He knew people would get sideways, so He set some things up. What is going to keep us? What is going to prevent us from sliding out? What is going to prevent us from getting away? What is going to prevent us from falling? Well, the first thing I see is the affection of the saints. The affection of the saints. The Bible said in verse number 24, let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works. And to good works. Love and good works I had 50 people there you gonna be there Sunday I said sure I'm gonna be there Sunday this is the only thing that helps me this thing keeps me going I said my class I'm gonna be up there I love them and they love me and it means something to me and it helps me and it encourages me I wanna be there I love them and they love me the church loves me and I wanna be with them I'm here to tell you when you know you're gonna find unconditional unbelievable love in the house of God that'll make you wanna show up and be around we need to love one another with an everlasting love the Bible said a friend loveth at all times. And God said the love of the brethren will keep you where you need to be. The affection of the saints, then the assembly of the saints. Yeah, I, I, need, I, I need church. I know some of y'all, all y'all need Sunday morning. That's the only time I ever see you. But I need more than that. I need all I can get. I need I'm telling you, I I I am not one of them brill cream Christians. I'm not little dabble do me. That's not me. I'm not no drag race Christian either. I don't drag in and race out. I don't back into the parking lot so I can get a quick getaway. I want to hang around God's people. I need to be around God's people. I want to be around the saints of God because I've been around the devils all week long. And I need to be around somebody that wants what I want. I need to be around somebody that loves what I love. I want to be around somebody who's aiming at what I'm aiming at. Bless God, we need to assemble together. We need to gather together. We need to get together if it ain't just for eating. If it ain't a meeting, if we ain't eating, it ain't a meeting. That's what the preacher said, ain't it? Listen, let's make excuses to get together. How many of y'all know when we get together and have fellowship, what a time we have together? God said, don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together as some are. Listen, they was drifting from the Word. Then they began to doubt the Word. Then there became a dullness of the Word. They got lazy in their spiritual life, and now they're despising the Word, and they're laying out of church and not getting what they need. Listen, Christians are like a 350 Chevy. They start missing before they quit. Y'all might as well say amen. Now y'all better get with me because I ain't got to the bad part yet. (laughs) They start missing before they quit. He said, listen, you need to stick there. Stay with it. You keep assembling. And I know sometimes the ox is in the ditch. But we need to quit driving him in there. Hello? Look here, if y'all think y'all gonna hold out till I get winded, y'all might as well start shouting because I get a second wind coming right now. Listen, God has put some things there to help us. The affection of the saints, the assembly of the saints, and not only that, but the advancing of the saints. The advancing of the saints. The Bible says in verse 25, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as some is, but exhorting. That's encouraging. That's building, lifting up, advancing. And so much the more as you see the day approaching. I like people that build me up. Let me say that again. Hey, some preach right there. I like people that build me up. I can't help it. I know I'm supposed to stay up there, but I can't help it. We'll just preach down here. I like being around people that encourage me. Amen, Brother Will? I like being around people who's going to make me feel better, who's going to encourage me and lift me up and make me a better person. Sometimes we get around folks, we get around folks, all they do is want to tear things down. All they want to do is criticize. All they want to do is, 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 is listen, find fault and problems with everything. And we wonder why we stand in depression all the time. Listen, uh, and, and most of the time, well, that's just who my friends are. You can pick your friends.. And you don't have to hang with your family neither. amen preacher, amen I'm going to help you, go ahead, you preach right on hallelujah some of y'all stay around them folks because you're addicted to it hello addicted to it I want to get around folks, I appreciate my accountability partner, brother uh, uh, brother Buchanan, we've been calling each other and we've been a little shy, been in the hospital and all that, but he calls me, did you do your quiet time how you doing, is everything going okay and encourages me. Amen. It's helped me more than anything in the world. And I hope I've helped him. I know I've slacked up a little bit and things going, but, but we, we've been trying, and, and, and other team members, and we're trying to do what we can to encourage one another. That's the whole purpose of coming here. Yeah. That's the whole purpose of coming here. We're in a fight for our lives. We're in a fight for our children's lives. We're coming here. This is headquarters. This is where we come and say, hey, keep your chin up. Everything's going to be all right. Brother Cone, I know your father's in heaven, but he's rooting for you. He's shouting for you right now. Keep it up. Keep it up. I know Grandpa's there, but everything's going to be all right. Hey, just keep right on coming. Come on, come on, come on. We're not here to see what somebody else is wearing. We're not here to see what somebody else is driving. We're not here to see what somebody else is doing. I'm here to encourage you, and you're here to encourage me. You're here to praise Jesus and magnify, listen, the Lord Jesus Christ amen. and minister to the saints. You're here to encourage and advance and build up one another. Amen. If you have a negative thought, save it and tell your horse. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't have one that can use a negative thought, borrow Dad's. He's demon-possessed. Say amen. <laughs> Brother Johnson don't believe it, but that thing threw me. Amen. Uncle Chucky, you did write it, though. You did, He wrote it, and it did all right on him. I guess he smelled fear on me. I don't know, but he laid his ears back and threw me like a rocket. Say amen. But if you got something negative, don't say it here. This is the last place to say it. Everybody's got too much negative stuff on them already. They don't need to hear no more here. We're supposed to be advancing one another. Encouraging one another, pushing each other forward. Hey, let's make it again. Hey, we fell down, but get back up. Skun, get back up. Brush it off. Get right back on him. Man, get back out in the field. I know he knocked your helmet off son, but brush it off, certain you can get him on the next round. Hey, I know you dropped the ball, but you'll catch the next one. Pick it back up and get in the game. Advancing. Encouraging one another. Isn't that what we need? Sure is. That's what he said. Exhorting one another, encouraging one another. You know why? Because he's seen a day coming. Paul is speaking. And Paul, he knew about them perilous times that were coming. He knew about the days that were coming when men would wax fear and their hearts failed them because of fear. He knew about the days that were coming. Listen, he knew about the days that were coming when, when, when the love of many was waxed cold because iniquity abounds. He knew that the days would come when people would not hear sound doctrine, but they would heap upon themselves teachers having itching. He said, as you see the day approaching, he said it's going to get worse and worse. That's why you need to stick together. You need to encourage one another. Brother Ronnie, you need to be here as bad as I need you to be here. I need to encourage you as bad as you need to encourage me. And we say, well, this one's going through that. And everybody's going through something. Everybody is. Oh, poor preacher. Oh, poor preacher. Don't poor preacher me. I, I don't need nobody to feel sorry for me. I just need you to encourage me because I got plenty of other people I need to encourage because everybody's going through something. Amen. Amen. Here recently, people's lost their children. People's lost their fathers. People's lost Listen, issues in life People's lost family members in Iraq People have family members going to Iraq Everybody's got issues So what are we going to do? We're all going to step up Preacher, you need to slow down You need to stop you No, know, I don't need to step back But some of us need to step up Amen. We need to band together We're all in this thing together <laughs> I know some of y'all think That if we just sat down And just trust God Everything's just going to keep happening It don't work that way It don't work that way. I'll be, I'll be glad. I'll be glad to step back and and, and, and whatever. If you think things just will just happen automatically, but it don't work that way. So we're all here together. We're all here together. Has Justin left? Miss Becky? He left. He's gone. We need to be with you every step of the way. Encourage you and ask you all the time. Why? Exhorting one another. As long as we assemble together, we're to encourage one another. We're to help one another. Amen? Amen? All right, I hate to do this. God knows I hate to do this. As good as this going. going, we've got to talk about this. Because really, this is where God wanted me to focus on. And, I, and I, I'm gonna just, I, I used up my air on the preaching, so I'll just tell you this and we'll, we'll go. He said, if we sin willfully, mercy. He said, now, now you've got to remember, he's, he's, he's speaking to the Hebrew people who have been going back to the old way. And now he's saying, look, now this sin is not a specific sin. Brother Donnie, it's not like lust or stealing or, or adultery. It's the, the in general. It's the attitude of, are you all with me on that? Does everybody understand that? He said, now you can keep going that way. But this is what he says. For if we sin willfully after we've already seen the knowledge of the truth, there remaineth no more sacrifice for sins. What was number one? Privilege. Come on, y'all, get with me. Get with me. Number one, we see the privileges, privileges we have. Then we see number two, we see the, Prevention. the preventions. Everybody see all them? Everybody see all them? Say amen? But watch this. I don't you to see the peril. Punishment, peril, whatever. Put peril. I like peril. P E R I L. If you change that, Brother Chris, for me, put peril there. I know I typed it wrong. Uh, peril. In other words, what we face here. We see a we see an insolent the insolence of the saint. I tried to find that in in in, in a, a certain dictionary. It didn't, even have, it didn't even have the word in the dictionary. Tammy said, that's not a real word. I said, it is a real word. I got it right. And, and so we had to look it up on I didn't have my, my I was at home looking this stuff up. And, and uh, anyhow, we got the, we got the, the, the on the internet and found the dictionary that had the word in there. Insolence. It means presumptuous, arrogant, doing in spite of knowing. Y'all with me? The word where he says, and they despise Moses' law. Through the whole book of Hebrews, there was a there was a a a a sliding. There was a a a sliding. They were they first they 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 help me now. What'd I say? They was they drifted from the word. They started getting away from, they started getting away from reading, they started getting away from hearing. They were laying out of church and not assembling together. They started drifting from it. Then they began, listen, to get dull to it. They begin to doubt what it said. Well, God really didn't mean that. Well, God, you know. Then they got dull. That means they, they, they got in a lazy spiritual state. Now they have progressed to the point they despised it. You say, Well, I don't despise the word. I love the word. Well, let me tell you what the word despise here. It said they despise Moses' law. The word despise means to set it aside. What does that mean? It means, Well, I know God said this, but. Now, are you sure you hadn't despised it? Despise doesn't mean I don't like it. It means, in this text, it means to set aside. Now, how many of us, we've been praying for revival. We've been praying for the move of God. We've been praying for a harvest from heaven in 2007. We've been praying for God to move in His holy hand. But God is light, and in Him is no darkness at all, and we cannot walk in the shade and expect God to move on us in the light. Amen. And he says if we sin willfully, if we choose it, we despise the word. We set it aside. We know God said this, but I'm going to do this. He said, there remains no other sacrifice. He said, listen, in other words, we presume that God is not going to do anything about it. We have a Baptist syndrome. We have a bad, bad, bad Baptist syndrome. Well, I have eternal security. I'm just going to do whatever. I can't lose my salvation. Well, I'm here to tell you, honey, you better change your philosophy and change your attitude because God is going to beat the devil out of you. They all come out of Egypt under the blood, which represented salvation. They came out from under the blood of the Lamb. But the majority of them died in the wilderness before they ever got the blessings of God because they despised and they set aside. They said, God, you said this, but I'm going to do this. Jesus said there is a sin unto death. Paul told the Corinthian church we can keep... We can keep backsliding. We can stay out in that way. But I guarantee you this God will take that life. He will take the life and turn it over to the, listen, turn the flesh over to Satan for the destruction of the flesh that the soul may be saved. And that, I need a witness. And we have a problem in the house of God. We have a problem with arrogance. We have a problem with insolence. We have a problem presuming that, hey, I'm saved and The devil can't do a thing about it. And I'll just ask forgiveness instead of permission. We laugh about that. But God is not laughing. When you know and you do it anyhow, God takes it seriously. God said... We need to give our tithes and our offerings. God said, don't rob from me, and we'll take our offerings, and we'll buy cigarettes, and we'll buy cable TV, and we'll buy, listen, a bass boat payment. Now, I'm saying that because I don't think anybody's got a bass boat. If you do, you ain't took me out on it yet. But if we know God says do it, and we willfully choose not to do it and do this with it, we are sinning willfully, and we're presuming and being arrogant with God, and if you think God ain't going to do something, you are... Kidding yourself. Willfully laying out a church. Willfully. Knowing God says this, but I'm going to do this. I know God says this, but I'm going to do this. My. or the conviction God put in my heart. Knowing things on our radios. Knowing things on our TVs. Knowing things that we are, we are experiencing. Knowing things on our computers. If you're presuming that God don't take that seriously, you're presuming wrong. We all need to check up. I want that harvest. And God said i got to pick some weeds first. Insolence insolence of the saint who thinks God. Now I'm not saying you're not saved. I can be saved and stupid. Have been. I know I will not do. I just ask forgiveness. Yeah, go ahead. How long? How long? Brother Privet, did David pay for a forgiven sin? Did you hear what I said? How long did David pay for a forgiven sin? That adultery was forgiven. That murder was forgiven, but he still paid fivefold. Scripture, what are you saying? We need to start being a little more serious in what we are. We rest on our blessed assurance. When God's saying, I'm requiring a holy people. And this is something else that just popped out too. And i never seen this in this verse. He said, they did despite to the spirit of... Wow! And spirit there is capital. So we know he's talking about the Holy Ghost. Y'all with me? Come on, y'all stay with me. Stay with me. He's talking about the Holy Spirit. And he describes him and uses the adjective to describe him. He's the spirit of. Do you know what the word despite means? It means to insult. To insult. You know what I'm saying? The peril of backsliding. We see the insolence of the saint. But then we see the insulting of the Spirit. The Spirit of God who came in love and tenderness and pulled us out of a horrible pit of our own making. A place of sin and nastiness and wickedness and horribleness. And and, 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 and he, and He pulled us out of that sin because of grace. Not because we earned it, not because we deserved it, but just simply out of grace. He he saved us and He loved us and He cleaned us up and He he changed us and He he, he made us a home in heaven because of grace. And then we go get stupid. He's the Spirit of grace. And we take that grace for granted and say, well, it's grace, He'll always, and, and I can just go... I've helped some people I say I, I, I let me change that the church has helped some people I went in the other day I went in the other day and uh, into a gas station and uh, some folks we would help. was in there smoking a cigarette playing the quarter machine now I know I know all you good people feel one way. But it was all I could do not to roll my sleeves up and bust him right in the eye. You know what? That was insulting to me. Brother Jay, that insulted me. As good as we've been, as hard as we tried to help him, sitting there, I'm still repenting. As mad as I got, I'm telling you, I'm still not over it. God's helping me with this situation, brother. Brother, will you remember when we was putting carpet down that old building? And and and, and the guy up there, brother Michael, you remember? Guy up there, will work for food. They lying they all lie. Well, come on down. We got this. Help us with this. We got some things. And Well, I, I'm on my way to Chicago. They're always going somewhere but here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I was on my way to Indianapolis and got a car I wouldn't drive out the parking lot with. But you know what we always do? We try our best to. Because you don't never know. You just don't never know. This old boy lied through his teeth. Going down the road, was going to Decatur. had Dad in the car with me. Dad and, I don't know who, Mom and Tammy and him, I think. I was going down the road on on the Beltline, on the Beltline. Seen the same guy sitting on the back of a car this time. Holding up a sign. Same thing. He's probably from Fort Worth. Or Decatur or Coleman, somewhere around here. don't know if you're from but I'm not picking on Faultville. I'm just saying somewhere close, all right? I seen that. I said, Did you see who that was? I turned it just as fast as that truck had turned. I turned in the middle. My wife said, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you going to do? I'm going to talk to him. I got way too much of my dad in me, I guarantee you. I wheeled into the parking lot. He looked at me like I was going to help him because he didn't remember me. Gave me some crazy story, and the story was different than the other one. I I said, do you remember me? Look real good at me. Did I not do that? I said, you go ahead and steal from God. You go ahead and steal from God. You steal from God, and God's going to deal with you. I asked God to let me, and he wouldn't. (laughs) Amen, Bo. You know what that is? That's insulting. And here the Spirit of God came to where you was. Like old Mephibosheth, you couldn't get to where God was. You couldn't fix your situation. You couldn't change nothing. And you was a pauper and a beggar. And without God and undone. Listen, in, in this world without any hope or help of survival. And God came to where you was. And in His grace, He came and lifted you up. And put you to sit where princes sit. And changed your life. And made you home in heaven. And all we do is insult Him. And we willfully, we willfully do what we know we're not supposed to. God, help us. God, help us. I hope, we, I hope we listen today. Because this last one, he says, he says, don't ever doubt that God sees everything that we do says, how much sore punishment suppose ye shall he be thought worthy who hath trodden underfoot, Son of God, and has counted the blood of the covenant wherewith he was sanctified an unholy thing and hath done despite or insulted the Spirit of grace. Watch what he says. Read it with me. Read it with me, everybody. For we know him. Do you know him? I say, do you know him? For we know him that has said, Vengeance belongeth unto me, I will recompense, saith the Lord. And again, the Lord, say it with me, the Lord shall judge his people. I want you to see the involvement of the sovereign. You can't be stupid and not pay for it. Trust me on that. Johnny, get my water right there if you don't mind. My dad told me a long time ago. Thanks, bud. Dad, you remember? If you're gonna be stupid, you remember what you said? You got to be tough. I don't remember what stupid thing I done. It was one of the many, and it hurt bad. I remember what it was. I remember what it was. I, I, I was trying to, I was trying to light the grill. Oh, and you remember that? I was trying to light the grill in the front. It, it, it was on the porch in the front, and. Uh, as a little person, I'd seen my dad do it a bunch, but he he was smarter than I was, and uh, and uh, he would take a uh, he would take a when we didn't have a, a match when we didn't have a lighter, uh, he would take a a napkin, roll I better not say this little people are watching, ain't they? Anyhow, they would take that and roll up real tight, and you turn the stove on, and and you light it, and you got your little stogie there. You know, you can go light something. Well, I was wanting to cook on the grill, and I couldn't get it lit, and didn't have no, I didn't have no lighter match. And, and the church had just put brand-new gray carpet, pretty gray carpet in the parsonage. Well, I was in the kitchen, and I had that thing lit up, and, I, and Dad didn't know what I was doing. He was sitting in the living room, and I had that fire wide open on the, on the, on the, uh, on the stove, and, and I, I lit that thing, Woof, it come up. Well, instead of holding it like that, I held it like that. Y'all know what happens when you hold it like that. I come around the kitchen, and I seen it coming. Now, I'm walking on brand-new carpet. Y'all with me? I'm coming from the kitchen now. I see it coming, so I said, it's time to speed up. Because I've got to go from the kitchen through the living room to the front porch. And uh, what happened when I got faster, y'all? The air hit the, hit the fire, and now it's really coming. And I'm saying, ha! And Dad's on the couch saying, throw it down! Throw it down, dummy, throw it down! But see, I'm smarter than your average bear. Because if I throw it down and it burns a hole in that new carpet, I will be no longer. I need a witness right there. Because he'd have killed me. I said, Ain't no way, I'll burn my hand. Ain't no way I'm gonna burn this carpet. I run out and I could see the skin coming off of my thumb. It was just drawing off of my thumb. And got outside and threw it down and ha. Ah! Dad didn't say, It's gonna be alright. Dad didn't say, Are you okay? No, dad didn't say none of that. Dad didn't say, You reckon we need to go to the hospital? I have no skin on my thumb whatsoever. Dad said, if you're going to be stupid, say it with me, you've got to be What a ministry. We're going to get stupid. And if you presume to think that God ain't going to deal with you, I hope you're real tough. Because God will get involved in your situation. I don't like this whooping stuff. Well, we still got chapter twelve to go, and it's all about God whooping us. Church say amen. Amen. How many of y'all want God's blessings on you? How many of y'all believe God wants to bless you? How many of y'all believe God ain't gonna put up with sin? As every head's bowed and every eye closed, and we have some music.